0: Hello and welcome to the Port Iron Preview Show. We have a very special show installed for you tonight. Um, I'm joined by not one, not two, but three very special guests. As we're doing a collaboration with the official Korean podcast. I'm joined by Johnny McNabb, Damian Mullen and... Stephen Crawford. Steven's a recurring guest. So welcome to you all fellas. It's an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. In fact, some are saying this this is the best collaboration since Busted and McFly joined forces.
1: High ah. <laughs> praise indeed there.
2: <laughs> I don't I don't know. I don't know who these people are you talking about. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Listen, before we get uh, started, I'd just like to say, um, don't forget to like and subscribe to the We Are Ports TV YouTube channel and you can check us out on Spotify, Anchor and Google Podcast. What about yourself, fellas? Where can we find you guys?
3: I uh, obviously, um, Twitter and, and Facebook, obviously, at Korean FC and, and YouTube. We're trying to get it up and the again with a videographer, but the official Korean podcast, we're out right every week on, uh, and Damian does a good job hosting. You can give me that tenor now for, for that podcast, you know? <laughs>
2: That's so, not what you um, said
3: before the show started. <laughs> no, no, you started. You you started me, so uh no, that's that's where you can you can get off. Good stuff. Stephen, I believe it's your birthday today, so on behalf of everyone. I I'm,
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm have wee tin here, they celebrate. Like I don't know what yeah. it says about me that I'm on a podcast tonight. I'm not out celebrating my birthday, or maybe it's just the, the circumstances joined, of COVID. I'm up.
2: helping
1: you out, Stephen.
0: <laughs> <Good laughs> Happy birthday, Stephen.
1: Cheers, well,
0: well, well, happy birthday from everyone at Portadown Football Club, Stephen. I hope Thank you, you very have a, much. I have a great day. Um,
1: Appreciate
0: it. Right, so this weekend, coming uh, Portadown entertained Korean at Shamrock Park. Uh, hence why you you guys are on the show. But before we get into that, uh, I think Portadown have uh, been making the headlines the last couple of days. Uh, Stephen, will give you the floor first on this. Uh, Lee Bonus, uh, our star man, has made a one hundred thousand pound transfer to. Lauren what's your thoughts on that
1: I think uh, when I tweeted the other day like uh, I fully appreciate any club want to spend whatever money they have, and fair play the lauren and whoever it is spending the, the big money and fair play the port it down you have to get the fast amount of money as you can for their players league the bonus obviously a prize asset it'd signed a new contract there so the ball was firmly in the ports uh, court I just worry for the rest of the league in terms of what it, the knock-on effect is because I know from speaking to uh, a few managers in, in different clubs, they're now finding that other players' values have seemingly skyrocketed, and uh, that's a way. And how do, how do teams with less well-off finances start buying other players? Um, I'm just sitting and thinking today, I don't think Irish League clubs really know the value of an Irish League player. <laughs> um, uh, uh, because there have been so few uh, money transfers in the last few years, what, what is an average Irish League player worth now? Um, no offence to Lee bonus. If Lee bonus is worth £100,000, how much is Jay Donnelly worth? 200000 300000 for him. Where does it stop? But I just think, as I say, I don't think we really know the value of an Irish League player. And obviously you don't want to sell a player short. But uh, I just worry where the, where the future lies. Yeah.
0: Fellas, you know, user co- Korean fans. Uh, Corey, and similar to Portadown, a provincial club, uh, and wouldn't be one of the clubs that. <laughs> well, were... essentially we're, we're referring to Lauren Linfield and Glenn Torn here because they're the clubs with the big money. How do you guys feel uh, about that? You know, like Stephen says, do you think transfer fees are going to spiral out of control here? You know, since the lead bonus I, move.
2: Yeah, I'm just wondering. Just before we start, Neil, with all this money. Does that affect our appearance fees for this podcast? <laughs>
1: our appearance fees gone down, <laughs> I, I, th- I think it, I think it must have gone up in the amount of money that <laughs> I don't mean,
2: have. Like, seriously, though, I mean, I know what Stephen's saying, and it's something that we've touched upon with Oren. Uh, I think Oren maybe even mentioned it on Saturday as well. In his post-match uh, comments, and I think one of the things that Oren was saying was that as a club, what Stephen said about the money aspect and, and Oren was saying that they didn't want to, as a club, get embroiled in this whole transfer thing where maybe they're going to have to pay over the odds for players or get involved in um, haggling for players, etc, etc. I think from Corian's point of view, from Oren as a manager and Colin McHendry as the chairman, I think they have a very... Clear way of doing business, and I don't think they will be affected by the likes of a a Lorne or a Oren splashing big money. I think Korean have a budget; they obviously have to try and stick to it. And you can see from what Korean have done in previous years in the terms of the transfers and transfer windows, Oren will scour the clubs and and bring in players that they can afford but also the ones that he feels can add something to the squad he won't go and buy players just for the sake of it not that I'm saying Larn have done that by any means but I think the finish from a Corian point of view they have a way of doing things and I don't think that'll change given Lee Bonus's transfer transferred to Lauren. yeah no
0: no fair enough you know at the end of the day you've got to take care of yourselves and it, it is a case if you can't just because somebody else is splashing the cash doesn't mean that you know everyone else has to do it and but like you say, Stevie, you know, it is going to be difficult for other teams to compete now. You know, if you know if Lauren are paying 100 grand for Lee bonus, just suddenly the Glens start paying even more money, you know, where does it end? And then does it mean the rest of the league are going to be left behind? Because, uh, you know, we use lost Ben Doherty to Lauren as well. So, user, you know, you a kind of experience that. Will be, and we've talked about this before, Stevie. He's, mm-hmm. I think he's done all right out of that thing, you know, with the, the player he's got part exchange, like, but... It, it's 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 one of these things now with the Irish league. You know, where does it go from here? You know, do transfer fees spiral out of control, and does everyone else get left behind? But hopefully, that's that's not the case. But I, I, there's been a lot said on Twitter this week, and there's like it's not Lee Bonus's fault at the end of the day. You know no. that he's had to pay a hundred grand, and then people are saying this is out of hand. And Jay, Donnelly be worth this? Imagine what Benny Arkins or Glenn Ferguson mm-hmm. or Liam Boyce would be worth now. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah, but it's it's different times, and but what I will say is, you know, obviously being a Portadown fan, I, I think Portadown were absolutely right that dig their heads in and demand that kind 100%. of money because yeah. if... Well,
2: if- from, from from your point of view, Neil, like, I mean, I've noticed on social media over the last couple of days people talking about the lead bonus transfer and a lot of the people were saying he's not worth the money, et cetera, et cetera. But those are people that haven't probably seen a lot of lead bonus. You probably have more than most... <laughs> Maybe it's an unfair question to ask you, but do you think it's a fair price for Lee Bonus? No, I think he's worth 200 grand, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> <laughs> Good Good
0: listen, you should be see, doing
2: the negotiation.
0: Uh, see, the thing with Lee is, right, he's not a player that wanted to rock the boat, and he didn't rock the boat, and... Mm-hmm. I think in this day and age, I don't think anybody can stand in the way of a young player that's wanting to, to play full-time football. And of course, from a port fan's perspective, it's disappointing that he's went to somebody else that's in the league. Of course, you don't want that to happen. But at the same time, from the club's perspective, you can't turn down that kind of money because it can help rebuild us in other areas, which we do need. And then it obviously will go into the infrastructure of the club as well, I'd imagine. But Lee himself, you know, He's a nice guy. You know, he's humble. Um, he, he puts a shift in. I know there's people saying he's only scored three league goals this season and stuff. And, of course, that's a concern. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think he's been getting the service. But he, he doesn't stop running. You know, he works really hard. He, he's he's selfless, too. So he's a different kind of striker. I think everyone nowadays assumes a striker's just all about banging him in. But we all know now that the game's changed. And it's, sure, Man City don't even have a striker. So... It's the game's changed, and Lee brings something else, and I'm, I'm sure he's going to want to improve in his goal return. But I hope he doesn't because I don't like Lauren.
3: <laughs> one, of the, one of the big things I've, I've taken from it, and I spoke to Lee for the Northern Football League website, is that you know, three years ago he was playing you know lower league football, you know, middle the league football. I think so. It just shows you how the rise, you know, playing in the lower league and then coming back up to the Irish League, and I know, I know he nailed a few in the Championship as well for Port but the rise has been unbelievable. and I think, you know, we mentioned about playing players' high wages and big fees, but I think that's what Warren's got the best out of players at like that as well. We've had a lot of boys come in from, from junior football as well, and it works well for us, and it nearly seems that Warren gets the best out of players who have something to prove, you know, like a Jamie Glackin, a Matthew Shevlin, you know, Connor McAndray for example, in the other deal as well, and guys who are maybe getting, you know, the first opportunity in like Stephen O'Donnell, all of this goes on, and so maybe that's you know, and, and as you say, hundred grand for for Lee bonus. I'm, I'm sure Porter down are delighted with that. There, they, they dug their heels in and got as much as they can for him. And I know Tepe's brought in as it six players now, um, as well. So yeah, and, and as, for all you know, maybe twenty thirty grand could go on somewhere on, on the ground or you know, behind the scenes. So yeah, you know, for for all we could argue, he's worth hundred grand. I'm sure the money is is, is all for poor and and for all good causes for them. So fair play to them. Um, and again, it's not legal, it's his fault, the evilness fault that the team's paid 100 grand for him. So I think obviously, I think, like, I think with Flint Horne saying, Shane of for 100 grand there last year, I think it's just sort of like, where does it probably end is probably more of the question um as well. And I just don't want sort of the Irish League turning in maybe like Scotland, where one or two or three teams dominate, if you know what I mean. Um, so because the competitiveness has been so good the last few years, but who knows? Um, but sure, that's, that's for, we don't have a crystal ball, unfortunately
0: you see as well, you know, with regards, the transfers there, I saw, I saw a few tweets, you know, doing the rounds, and, you know what, I know, we'll laugh and joke about the Lauren thing and stuff, but, you know, this time they've put their money where their mouth is, but at the end of the day, it's going to add even more pressure on them now, because, you know, if you're signing a hundred grand player, you know, you really need to be challenging for a league, and they obviously think league's going to help them challenge, and fair play, you know, they've stumped up the cash, and, but like you said, it's where does it end, you know, do teams keep lifting it and lifting it and lifting it, you know, with the money, but that, you know, they've been told this is what, if you want our player, this is what you're going to have to pay and they've paid it. So it is what it is. Looking. The worry yeah, the I would have in the
3: Warriors League is that a team, for example, like Glenavon or a Corian or any other teams aren't full-time might spend more money than what they have. and you've got to Ireland in recent years, how many teams have sort of went to the wall and trying to trying to compete. So that would be my worry um, as well. Um, Hopefully no teams, you know, feel the need to do that. And, you know, we've been lucky the last few years we've been able to compete with the big boys, obviously at the top end of the table. And we've won a, we've won a couple of trophies as well. And Cliftonville are doing that this year. And for all the money, and I mentioned this in our own podcast, for all the money being, spilled, being spent um, by teams, Cliftonville have actually profited well from the, from the swaps. They've had, you know, they get... Aaron and and sorry, they get Jimmy McDonough to so Aaron McCarey do, and he's hit the ground running as well. So and Paul O'Neill from Glinthorn, who I think is a fantastic player. So yeah, it's all about spending money wisely. And and I mentioned this as well on our podcast that if a part time player becomes available, the Corey obviously need the obviously be the best option um or or try and be the best option you they can to get players of that elk.
1: I think a player ultimately is only worth what somebody's going to play pay for him, but you know, if Portadown said, we want 100 grand, and Laren go, we're not paying that, then he doesn't become a 100 grand player. You know, so ultimately Larn felt that they, that's what he was worth. And I think, uh, as you were touching on there, they maybe get stung in the past going for a few big players and they didn't get the days over the line, but they were determined to get this one over the line. And if he leads them to the league or the Irish Cup or takes them into Europe again, they go, that's proved to be, be worth their money. You know, as we say there, just the worry is for the teams below those One's those full time teams. How do they then buy clubs if clubs are adding maybe an extra 20, 30, 40 percent on their player's value? You know, so that's the only, only caution I would have on it. But fair play to Portadown, you brought a player in and you sold him for a hundred thousand. I guess <laughs> you know it's it, not bad, done, it. done right. You know,
0: yeah. No, well, I'm sure like everybody at the club wishes Lee all the best. Uh, Portadown actually play Lauren a few weeks time, so. Hopefully he doesn't score. <laughs> um, <laughs> on Saturday past there, so uh, it was the Irish Cup, well, the old fifth round, but it's now the, the first round proper. Sure. So the first round, does it doesn't have the same ring, does it? <laughs> I
2: know. It's confusing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, so... You defeated Windmill Stars uh, quite convincingly and we got past Limavati not quite so convincingly. So, Mm -hmm. Damien, I've seen you cover a bit of Limavati United up there and they came down to Shamrock Park and put in a good performance there and sorry, good side.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking to Andy Law this morning um, and Andy, he said that they left Shamrock Park disappointed and that tells you everything that you need to know. I mean, they're a championship side and also... Andy was saying that their preparations for the game were badly affected with injuries and COVID. I think at training last week, they had 12 at one night training and 14 at another night's training. So it wasn't ideal preparation to go and take on a a premiership side. But um, yeah, I mean, I think from speaking to Andy, Limavati had chances in the first half. And then I think from his account, they had a good chance just shortly before Portadown opened the scoring and then it was 1-0 right till the very end when Portadown scored his second. Um, so, yeah, Andy, you know, Limavati have played a number of premiership clubs this season and have done quite well. They actually beat uh, Dungannon, I think it was, in the League Cup. Uh, lost to Warren Point, lost to Larne, I think lost to Korean in, in a competition. But it um, seemed to be going well. Um, but what I would say was, Andy, speaking to Andy as well, He did praise Portadown for just how they were treated. Um, He had lots of praise for Tippie, the players, etc., etc. So I think, from you know, on behalf of Andy, speaking on his behalf today, just pass on his thanks and the players' thanks to the club because they had a, a great day out, and on another day could have left maybe with a little bit more. Yeah. No, absolutely, Portadown. In my
0: opinion, they weren't at the races at all. I think confidence is a bit low at the minute um, after the Glen Avon and Balamina results there. So, but do you know what? Cup football at the end of the day, it's just about being in the hat for the next round. And we got through, and I think a wee bit of quality shone through at the end. You know, Chrissy Lavery scored a great goal. Um, Adam Sally scored a, a good header to put us 1 nil up in the first just. But Valley got through a few times, and you're just like, mm, on another day, or maybe a team with a bit more quality, you know, could have. Could have finished this off, but thankfully we got through. But on the way up home in the car, we we're listening to the draw, and there's a few few teams you don't want to get, so to speak. And uh, when well, I get drawn away to Korea, I was like, oh, it's one of the draws I definitely didn't want. So <laughs> well,
2: on the on the other on the other side of that coin, Andy Law was very disappointed because that would have been the draw that he would have wanted as yeah. a Korean man. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the players in the Lumba Valley side have got connections with Korean football club, have played there, etc. So, slight doors moment. If Limavati had a beat ported down on Saturday, wow. they would have had a, a plum draw against Korean, which they would have loved. So unlucky for Andy, but and maybe unlucky for you. But here, by the time you guys come to play the Irish, or Irish Cup game, I'm sure you may have a new look team.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. When you're talking there about Limavati players, the goalkeeper, Declan Brown is his name. Uh, he was excellent on Saturday. Uh, towards the end, he made three or four really, really top saves, so they asked who who do you give man of the match and I like, definitely Lima Valley keeper but poor down could have been two or three nil down early tours, but thankfully good <laughs> <or> not but, <laughs> but yeah no, sure, I bet
3: on for him for 100 grand <laughs>
0: <laughs> but The draw itself, you know, it's, it's threw up a, a couple of, you know, all premiership ties and of course you want to avoid, you know, the, the big teams in the league and stuff, but Korean away isn't exactly an easy fix. There's no easy games, but that's <laughs> one of the most one of the most difficult games we could have got, but Korean, you know,
2: they'll be targeting the cup as well, I suppose. Well, so I will just we're talking about the league and the, and, and and the bigger clubs, so called bigger clubs buying the players and when you look at the league now it's almost like a, a three horse race on paper at the moment, you know, the Linfield, uh, Glentoran and Cafo for the likes of a Korean or whoever else, the Irish Cup and the European qualification that that brings becomes ever more important. Would you not think, guys, that 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 what they're saying that the cup becomes ever more important, given the way the league's shaping up?
1: One hundred percent. Like you know, it's going to be a real battle for for anybody. They try and wrestle in the top three teams. Like it's going to take some monumental collapse from from all of them. They sort of get in front of them. So. Irish Cup, and we all know, as we're saying their Cup ties, it's all about who performs on the day and going to bit of pedigree in the, the last three Cup competitions. So I'd say there'll be a lot of teams looking at and saying, look, look at the draw and get to the final and then see what happens.
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, we, we've had another Cup final to look forward to as well. So players will be playing for Cup final places in the League Cup. Uh, and obviously, you know, we, we'll always have four down before that as well at home and then the Irish Cup. So, I'm sure Oren would have his eye on a, on a player or two to bring in as well. So, yeah, it's all systems go, and you know, sort of, we, we always seem to go on a a good run after Christmas as well. So here's hopefully the start of a, of a good run, and we haven't won the league. Was it was at six games, I think it is now. So we definitely need to get back the winning ways, and we have a tough game on Saturday. Funny, I, I always we've never had an easy game against Portlaoise in my lifetime ever. Um, I think well, the last one was two 0 and one was an OG, and the last one was the last kick of the game. So. I'll be expecting probably the same. It's always really, really difficult the way to pour it in. Um, Last
0: season, but, there, whenever we played, there was a couple of dodgy panel in those uh, games yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: after, after watching the Irish League, uh, I don't want to berate the referees, but there was a few questionable ones in the Irish Cup time on the Friday night. And I actually remember that game well. It was like a Tuesday night. And I think we could, it was two penalties, and Ben scored both of them, and neither of them were, were penalties. I who, was the who, who was the referee? Can you remember? I'm nearly sure it was Ross Dunlop because mm. I think I remember right now for I think one was a handball I think Greg Hall but yeah, you know he, he, it was, couldn't, he couldn't have done anything and the other one was for Skinner was pulling, on pulling down Skinner so yeah. um, I do yeah, it was
0: down
1: but to be fair they were, they were
3: given they were both
1: against <laughs> Greg Hull.
0: they were both against Greg
1: Hall yeah.
0: and then the penalty at Shamrock Park was a handball also against Greg <laughs> Hall man it's no luck <laughs> is, is he still at the club? no <laughs> <laughs> Here, a hundred grand wouldn't buy you a Greg Hall, to be fair. He's been absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's very so true, guys. He's, like are... he's hard to come by these days. Um, just when you're saying now, you know, about portadown Corrine games, there's been a couple of classics over the years at Charmere Park. Well, a classic from your perspective, not from ours. Do you remember the game he's came back and won 4-3 after yeah. being yeah. 3-0 down with 20 minutes to go? Oh, that was an absolute You only
1: sickness. remember that. Just a yeah, we so. were... Need uh, the guy who scored the winning goal that night, Mark Gullen, is now my next door neighbour. So I always wee wave every morning. I'll
2: tell him you're asking for him. It, it
3: probably <laughs> might have been the only goal he scored.
1: Uh, possibly it probably was, but possibly. that was a crazy match that night. So it was. Yeah,
3: uh, I, I, I think we went top of the league that night as well. Um, but it was crazy because Snowy scored and Boise scored and Curtis scored and Mark scored. and, Aye, mad night, mad night. And, was I remember game. us playing down poor down the sky, and I think was a Dio Hare he he punched something yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, made,
2: made it made it on the what would you call that soccer AM, didn't they? That's
0: it. Yeah, he, he, uh, uh, he, he, he dropped the shoulder and all and passed it to, yeah. the, to the player. <laughs> no, I'll it that oh I was outstanding. I always remember another one. Uh, this is going back this is going back nearly 20 years, like, and it was we were champions at the time, and news came down, and Gareth McCauley was playing for us, and he's beat us five one at Shamrock Park. But uh, Paul, Mag- uh, yes. Paul, Paul, Paul ended up doing
2: nets for us because Davey Well got sent off. <laughs> Do <you> remember that? <laughs> that was that was the that was the Korean side that probably won the two thousand and three Irish Cup. It was, yeah. it was, yeah, yeah because that, that was that was a heck of a team.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. yeah. So. Time flies. It, it, that's how how would you guys? I, I've seen a few. Clips, you know, in the papers recently and they've been, like, ranking each team's season so far. How would you three guys rank Corain so far? Because, you know, you started off really well, then he's dipped and you've not won and six in the league, but you've got a cup final to look forward to uh, against Clipton here in, in six weeks' time. So, how would you three rank Corain's season thus far?
2: That's that's a good good uh, good question, actually. Um, personally speaking, from my own point of view, I think I think we, we, we started badly. We lost the first two and then we went on a, a really, really good run. But I think almost Korean, they're almost victims of their own success now because the bar has been raised so high over the last three, four, five years in terms of constantly at the top end of the table competing for the league, competing for trophies that fans have almost got spoiled now. Um... And if you dip below that, then it's looked upon as like a bad run or it's a bad season, et cetera, et cetera. But I would take great heart from, like, we speak to Orden, obviously, like, you know, every week, like yourself, you would speak to your manager. And it would inspire confidence in you just basically saying that, yes, it's a bad run, but he's not worried because he knows he's got too many good players for that bad run to continue. And when your manager says that and you see the players that they have, that, that's good enough for me. And at the moment, yes, results haven't been particularly good in the league in the last little while, but I've no doubt that second half of the season will come good.
0: Yeah, no, for, for, I, no I agree with you entirely there because there's a lot of teams nowadays, you know, victims of their own success or a manager's a victim of his own success, you know, mm. has them punching above their weight and then they are going a bad run and suddenly it's, you know, the, the knives are out and they get sacked and all sorts, and then the fans turn, and, which is something you don't like to see. And Corian, like I know he's seventh at the minute and he's, he's had a disappointing uh, Boxing Day game. Well, Boxing Day plus one against Balamina. I'm sure that stung away a wee bit. But like you say, you know, Corian are always more than capable of going on a great run. He's smashing players, Shevlin's banging them in, you know, Owen Bradley's a handful, Stephen Laurie, you know, the list is endless, Josh Carson. And uh, and Conor we have barely even touched touched on him yet, and he's um, more nice. than capable of going on a uh, more than capable of going on a really good run, but hopefully not this Saturday anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Johnny, I Stevie, think,
2: what do you think?
1: No, I think I would agree with what you're saying, Andy, And I, I think the, the thing is, I don't think there's been really bad performances. I don't think you can look at any game and say, "Oh, Corham were really bad that day." I think there's been moments in games where slightly the coin hasn't fell for them. I think the Lungfield game was was a big game, a couple of controversial decisions, which if you flip that round, if if, they, if they're they given, you could come out of that game with three points and it sets you off, gives you a real morale boosting. and, unfortunately, Corian lost that day. Go to Glenavon the fall week, lose that one as well and it, it just is a bit of a spiral and it's one of those ones where the goals that were flowing three, four, five weeks previously just aren't coming as easy. But you look at the side as Nune's saying there there's, there's quality players through it and I think the big thing now is getting the likes of Curtis and, and James McLaughlin integrated on this side because those are two guys that can get you a goal out anywhere they all said on, on Saturday Curtis you just see his movement he picks up those fox in the box goals and he just gives you something different and, and James scored <coughs> a couple of cracking goals when they come back there pre-Christmas so that'll be a big boost to go alongside the likes of Matthew Shevlin who has been scoring freely so far this season
3: yeah, I'd be I'm realistic as well. And all the guys have made really good points. I think the last few years we've definitely been punching off weight, considering the investment and the full time aspect elsewhere. And you know what, I think, you know, if you're finishing in the you know, you finish second in the league the last few years has been some achievement by by Orin and and the players and you know, to call a speed a speed, the top three should be Glinthorn and Lauren Lumfield with the money and the investment and everyone else. And you know but at the end of the day we've we've upset the at so we speak and 22nd second a few years as well. So you know, yeah, we're sitting seventh from the table, but you know, we're better than seventh, in my opinion. Um, but it's just the last six games we just can't put in the league game. So I just can't put the ball in the back on it. Yeah, if you take our last two cup games, we've scored us at twelve goals. So uh-huh.
2: you know, I'm sure Oran
3: would take a one-nil cup one, and then a one 0 a few a few one 0s in the league, but yeah, it has to turn and it will turn, and indeed made a great point about or not being too worried because yeah, the performances haven't been that bad. You know, we got beaten box a day plus one, but like at ninety minutes, as Regent, we weren't winning because we had so many chances. So they never mind leaving. Should have won it. Yeah, so they leave empty handed. Just uh, it, when the two guys went down injured and then the ball came back on the box and back eight, it was just you just knew it was one of them games. You just knew you were going to lose it probably. Um, so yeah, look, I'll turn. Hopefully, I'll turn and, and turn on Saturday. Sorry for sorry for poor nine fans, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no
2: have well, I, yeah. if I, if I turned turn the question around to you I mean how do you view Portadown's season well
0: we've talked about this a lot on the show and there is a bit of disgruntlement at the minute but I think last season Portadown overachieved by finishing ninth, when a lot of people had us as odds on favourites to finish last, now I know obviously there was no relegation and at the end of the day, it didn't really matter because no one was going up or no one was going down. But I think we punched above our weight this season. But we always said, anybody that's realistic said, if you finish the ninth or 10th, you take it because you're avoiding the, the relegation and the relegation playoffs. And we always said, realistically, the bottom four in whatever order would be Portadown, Carrick, Dungannon and Warren Point. Now, I think what's disappointing to a lot of Portadown fans is We've led so many games this season and just came up short just at the death. We've been piped, dropped the up. You know, we conceded a last-minute goal in the first game of the season against Glenavon. We conceded a last-minute equaliser against Lauren. Um, We conceded late against Linfield. You know, there's been a few games where it's just been so close. Then on the flip side, we have put in decent performances as well. And we've got, you know, we've, we've drew with Lauren, we've drew with Cliftonville, and we've drew away to the Glens, you know with Linfield as well, but we just can't get the wins. And then I think what's frustrating a lot of people is we've, we've got hammered twice by Don Gannon and that really didn't help. Um, But we can show on our day, you know, we'll beat Warren Point twice. They're just behind us and they have a couple of games in hand. So I think it's, it's, it's been disappointing. I think it'd be being naive to say otherwise, but at the same time, we haven't been caught a drift or anything like that. Uh, and, We're still, you're still technically on target, you know, because you've got the teams in the round. Still, no, Carrick have maybe pulled away a wee bit, but you know, a couple of draws and the other teams win round them, you know, they're just sucked straight back in. So, we've we've still got a fighting chance. I personally think we'll stay up. Um, there's people that think we'll, we're definitely going to go down and um, I think it's too early to be making predictions like that personally and um, because Warren Point have made signings of Kieran O'Connor and stuff Don Gannon are making signings and they're playing well Carrick have already planned for next season as well to sign Cameron Stewart and stuff so and then like you say we've got plenty of money to burn at the minute. so <laughs> 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 who knows who we're going to sign but I there, there's there's definitely been pros and cons on the whole, yes, it would probably be disappointing, but the building blocks are there. It's just taking it to the next level. It's it's
2: it, but it's a long it's a long process as Johnny Stephen and I know all too well. Following Korean, I mean, it's taken a lot of years, a long time for Korean under Owen Kearney, to get to where they are now. It just didn't happen overnight. I mean, we all remember. Some very very dark days when Oren started off as manager of the club, boys will tell you. I mean, was it seven or eight defeats in a bounce, Johnny? Was it? Ah, uh, like
3: nine, nine on the nine? Uh-huh.
2: nine, defeats in a bounce at a time. Um, I think Oren was going to hand in his notice one day at Dungannon, and the chairman sort of convinced him to stay, etc., etc. And I think they deserve a, the board and call deserve credit because they could see what Oren was trying to implement and what he was trying to do and had belief in him. And is that a similar situation at Portland down there where you've got to give Tippy the time and the backing to try and do what he wants to do?
0: Absolutely. Because, you know, last season, you know, he's got a philosophy of bringing through young players. And, you know, last season, our team was ridiculously young and, of course, you know, you do need a bit of experience as well and that's an area where we have lacked a wee bit but he's addressed that, you know, he's brought Howard Beverland in who usually be well-versed in, in hard. you know, he played at in for many a year very good player and, you know, I think that's something we've, we've really lacked is a bit of experience and know-how um, because, you know, youth and, you know, exuberance and stuff is all well and good but when it comes to the nitty-gritty you do need a bit of experience um, but Tippy's got a philosophy and, you know, it, it worked wonders last season you know, we really came good in the second half of the season, and that's something that you know I'm I'm really hopeful that will happen this time as well. I think what our problem is, you know, outside of Linfield and Glentoran, uh, and and obviously the Crusaders and Cliftonville, you know, the, the four Belfast teams, we're the <coughs> last team to win the league outside of of them four. And I think, you know, going back, it's going back a long time now. You know. Back to the 90s and even 2002, there's people still harking back to that and think Portadown are one of the big, big three, so to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. But we're not like, and um, you've got to take on the challenge that lies ahead. And challenging for like leagues and stuff is way, 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 way out of the picture at the minute. And I think a lot of people just can't maybe get that perspective at the minute. And of course, you know, when you're losing games and there has been some disappointing performances, like Glenavin and Boxing Day plus one, it was poor. And I think everyone would throw their hands up to that sort It was very disappointing. But I think in the overall picture, you know, like you say, you know, a manager needs time to implement his ideas. And of course, all managers make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. And, you know, there would be things throughout the season you go, maybe shouldn't have done that, could have done this better. But it's all, it's been in bonds. You know, so well just, you know, keep going. And, and like you say, you know, it's sort of like short-term not short, short sacrifice for long-term gain is the way I look at it. But make no bones about it. We are in a relegation scrap. And I think, but again, at the start of the season, anybody with a rational head would have said that was always going to be the case.
2: But Stevie, I mean, you've been following Corian for a long time and you know what Nate's talking about, that there are fans that live in the past. That, and because of what happened in the past, I think that they can still you know, the ported downs of this world don't have the same bag of resources that they did have. Korean haven't. But yet, people hark back to the glory days and, and expect to turn it on like a tap. Doesn't happen, does no. it, Stephen?
1: No, 100%. And I think that's the hardest thing for fans to sort of come to terms with, is you're not that team from 10, 15, 20 years ago. I think that was a big thing with Glen Torn fans too, because obviously they're such a massive club, but they hadn't been challengers for such a long time, and now they have got that set up there, and, and you have to realise boys you know we have to walk before we uh we, we run like as, as big dj says what is it incremental steps and all baby, that there so <laughs> it's steps. so, uh, so uh, it's, it's just about realizing where you're at if port can get another season in the Premier League that's a success you know what I mean and he, every year it's just about building on that there tippy, what what's the point of banning Tippi off and bringing another an in to totally re-you know change everything and, and bring his men and you're no better off you know at least Tippi you know, understands the club he's trying to build the structures there he's giving youth a chance you know as positive signs he's not just going out and saying you know bringing in a lot of journeymen as such you know he wants to build something that's going to be a sustainable model for Portadown
3: going forward funny because I I read this on the live preview at the start of the season and, and Tippy said that Portadown should be like a Korean and, and funny you mentioned the young players you know like Maybe well, was it five, six years ago now Oran just decided, yep, get rid of the Experience Heads and brought through Lyndon Keane, Adam Mullen, Jamie McGonagall, Brad Lyons, all at the exact same time. And it was a big risk by Warren because they're all 16-17 at that stage, but you know you look like Jamie's full time at Derry, Brad's over across the water at Kilmarnock now. And Lyndon's still there, Adam Mullen, he's twenty-six where he played over 250 games for Corian. So it's all about being patient and and uh, I'm sure Tippy will still promote youth players and and try and get a few experienced heads beside them as well. But but you know, Johnny, that Oren has talked about that in
2: the past. And Corian, at that stage, were in a situation where they weren't really in fear of relegation yet. They weren't challenging for the league. So he had the luxury of being able to introduce those young players. And a guess it's all about timing as when you can play them. Because where Corian are now, he couldn't do that. He couldn't introduce four or five teenagers.
3: Yeah, of course, and that's why probably the introduction of Patrick Kelly, um, the our team has probably been such a significance because it's probably been a couple of years since we've had that, and as well, and you mentioned Timons, Timons, I because yes, we were never going to challenge for the league with that team, but we we're probably never going to get relegated. Whereas the Irish League is so competitive now, you know, like there's no gimmies. There, you know, like everyone, everyone says one point, but like. Last season, we beat them 2-1 three times at home. We find them really mm-hmm. difficult to beat. Same with Portown, the same with Carrick. And, you know, and, and Neil made a great point there, you know, that them teams are already planning, not only now, for, for next season. So it's probably not, why is it's not the ideal time for tipping out that Orn had, it's still, kudos to him for still playing, playing the young players and, and adding, you know, a, a, a higher Beverland and a Joe Gorman and a, and a Michael Ruddy as he goes along for a bit of experience as well. I
0: think as well, Portadown Down have been decimated by
3: injuries this season
0: mm-hmm. and you know Paddy McNally got a long-term injury last season he's been a big miss you know Luke Wilson you know was really finding his feet last season in the league and then he got a really bad injury against Lauren so he's out long-term and then we just keep getting hit with it by wave after wave of injuries and I know listen I know it sounds like an excuse but when you have such a young squad you know it does make a massive difference and then even like up, up front, you know, Adam Sally, you know, he was he was fine, like finding a run of form and all, and then he got an injury against Warren Point in the game of one there just before Christmas, and then he was out of the boxing day game and stuff. And like wee things like this, you know, they make a massive difference to a club that's down at the bottom of the league,
2: yeah, probably not a massive squad either. Sorry,
0: yeah, yeah,
2: sorry, Johnny, go ahead.
3: <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah 100%, though, I agree with you. You know, we were, we were probably the same with injuries in the, the attacking department. The, the guys, I'll say, you know, like for most of the season, you know, we were for like Curtis Allen, actually for the entire of the season, really since Europe. And now he's back. And, you know, Skinner got married and he was away for a few weeks. And, and James was a, was injured for a while and now he's back. So, yeah, injuries, especially for a small squad and, and across the deck. And especially with COVID as well, you know, he has been called off and teams not maybe as many players they have at training. It's, it's, it's different times, I suppose, as well. So, Hopefully, we can try and get the school of behind us as best we can over the next few weeks and months. I think, from what you're saying, like just listening to you guys
2: there talking about Portadown bringing in players and various other ones, Warren points, etc. In Carrick, I think one of the few teams that hasn't been mentioned or brought anybody in is Corian. Johnny, you're a man in the know. Do you hear anything or anything incoming? <laughs> Hi, you put me on the spot
3: here, haven't you? Um, <laughs> exclusive. This is exclusive. I can just see Oren Kearney ringing me here.
2: Um,
3: I'm going to do an Arsene Wenger here, as I mentioned last week. But that's, I think the only name that's been out there is obviously Andrew Mitchell. And it's been rumored that he signed a pre-contract agreement. So that is oh. probably the only name that... Oh. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. probably the only name that's been out there in, in the papers and stuff like they got there. And we are also instru- we were interested in Philip Larry by all accounts as well, but I don't think we could agree a fee with him. So, yeah, those are the two names, obviously, in the media that I've heard about. Um, and so hopefully, you know, Oren There's always left field options. It's always someone that you, you don't expect. Um, obviously, I think we knew Rodney and, and Caher were, were for signing last summer, but usually in the January, there's just always one out of the middle of nowhere that he needs to bring in.
1: I think the Curtis Allen one last, uh, last transfer window was like a. Nobody was expecting it, and then suddenly transfer deadline night. It just. <laughs> I, I, remember, I remember
3: that one though because I swear to God, I was in remorse for a dinner. And I said they were, and I was like, look, if you're for signing anyone, give me a shout. He was happy. He was nah, nobody's coming in. His shirt Nixon signs and then Curtis Allen signs. So we had two within a piece. We had two within half an hour. Oren was like Dell Boy on the phone trying to get the answer. Stuff done, but, uh, I know transfer day day. Right? But January's been a, a really good window for Corian. Um, you know, you even look even go back to like BME D and sign them on January and then we sold them for what 20, 20 grand. Um six yeah, months ago. Skinner, you know, even look at Ray Hartman, Chris Johns, mm-hmm. you know, it's been Kieran Hartman. It's been a really, really good month for Corian. So I think, you know, and I mentioned this in the own podcast, I just think the squad point is a bit of a freshen up. Um um but where again we when we mentioned this with the landscape Larry's league, you know, like where do you probably and Orange says is Orange even opening, it's just like, like how do you like, where do you get you know, how do you get players from full time football even they they come to Korea and or you know, is a player going to be available that's better than what he's got and that's it. And you know, and you know, for every player coming in, there's always gonna be probably one or two going out. So um thank God I'm not a chairman or a manager anyway. <laughs> I suppose if we need a loan, we can move to (laughs) Portland. Here, we'll maybe
0: give you a wee bit of loan of that money, but we'll maybe take Shevlin on loan and we'll take McKendree. Tell you what, um, I'll I'll put you on the spot here. Where do you think Corrine will finish this season? And do you think you'll win the League Cup? Because you're not going to win the Irish Cup because obviously Portland are going to knock you (laughs) out. Take
2: it away, Damien. Where do we think Korean's going to I'm trying to think who it is. I would say realistically, if Korean a good season for Korean, probably fourth.
3: Yeah.
1: Hmm. Stephen, I would say yes. Fourth is probably as I was saying earlier, the top three seems to have opened up that bit of a gap. Oh. So fourth probably as that spot that you'd have to be aiming for now. You never know what may happen, but it's just going to take a lot to get those three teams yeah. to collapse. So I think you really have to target fourth. If anything happens above that, brilliant. if not, then I think that you would take that and maybe the cup, Irish cup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would, <laughs> that would, but that but would be a this,
0: very good season. Would you, what would you prefer? I don't know this is an old cliche and people hate it and stuff because you want to win everything. If you were offered to finish Fifth, but win the European playoff, right? Or finish seventh, but win the League Cup? What would you take? I think uh, it's a new
2: you, winner. Europe every
3: time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? Um, you know, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. think, yeah, because League Cup's great, and you know, I hear that the League Cup until they won it. I've seen us lose so many semi-finals in that cup, and finals later <laughs> on as well. But yes, it's a great day, out and it's always great having silverware. But you only look at what our European monies have done with our grain developments. Probably in the last four or five years, you know we've got a new surface there, and there's other ground improvements and other improvements along the way. So, yeah, look, um, trophies never and is great and and stuff. And don't, why not both? <laughs> but I suppose if it had to be one or the other, it would definitely be Europe. It's just massive first. And um, it's they even, you know, you're never going to get close. Probably they learn in and then field and with the investment that they have, but. It helps. It certainly
1: helps. It, get the I think Mario has th- won the Irish Cup because you have a great day out. You've won the Cup and you've got Europe as well, so that takes ticks, ticks all <laughs> <early laughs> boxes. <courses. I, laughs>
2: and your passion as well. I would think, from a Korean point of view, I think realistically, with everybody probably within the club looking, thinking the league is is beyond everybody. So, I would say, no one, no and the players they would be targeting winning the league cup, getting a place in Europe via the European playoff in the league and also Irish Cup success as well that would be that'll be their targets now League, yes they'll do well as as well as they possibly can but they'll want to win the League Cup they'll want to get a place through the qualifying in the league and they'll want to win the Irish Cup and that's and uh, it's achievable as well
3: Yeah, Yeah. I, I wouldn't argue against that I think probably fourth is our best bet probably Calling speed of speed, and then and I Ireland out there, Stevie said it's fantastic. And League Cup, they out. all good. Tiffenball will probably still be good for him. 50, We 50. like we like playing at Windsor. So toss our coin a probably game. as well, and I'm sure Europe either through the league or through the cup um, will be the objective. And we've maybe the All Ireland Cup as well being played. So we're going to be a cup team this year, It's going to be? It's going to be three cups. See, <laughs> <It's laughs> yeah,
0: see it's sort of i know it's totally different um circumstance and stuff over here but you know where you get the argument like, over in england where it's like oh do you want the League cup or do you want to win champions or get in the champions league and it's just like i'm old school i like trophies and it's- going out and, but i know it, i totally get what you mean over here it's, it is com- it- you know if you want to compete with the likes of limfield and, and lauren and stuff and glintour yeah. and financially you do need european qualification so i do i do get it i'm just jealous that <laughs> I'm not not in a final, I'm not gonna get Europe again unless I'll in the outcome. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, too. Well, the way Europe I mean, is
1: set up now, uh, you know, with this conference they brought in, and obviously we've seen in, in the last few years teams progressing. There is an, an opportunity to really kick on in Europe now you know, and, and add even more money. Like used to be in the past. If you, you get into Europe, that was almost like job done, let's go away, have a have a piss up and come home again. But now you, you're looking at it and saying, Well, we can beat these guys and hopefully get a big draw, or we can beat these guys and I don't think it'll be too long before an Irish league club is in the group stages of that competition. I think the way it's I would been set up now, there's a real yeah. opportunity now for the teams to go really
2: on. I think that's where they that's what's attracting the likes of the you know the Lawrence owners and the Glentoran owners of this world. The money that they're spending potentially for the returns that they're going to get is if like you say, Stevie, get into the group stages in Europe. I mean, there's there's an awful lot of money to be made. And if Alarn did that and got into the group stations, the £100,000 that they spent on the league bonus, that would look like
3: nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: a yeah, bit of a change, though. Yeah. You know, so it, it's a it's a calculated risk or a calculated gamble, and you can see why they do it. But, you know, for a club like Cori and Neil, for us to try to compete and keep on the coattails of the big clubs, we would need to get into Europe and get a slice of that money. And the League Cup, winning the League Cup, ain't going to do that for you. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I
0: I get that. Um, I would not fancy playing Korean in European playoffs. Honestly, I I I just I, I just I'm not I'm not convinced by some of the teams in, in those positions at the moment, And you should be dangerous, I think, in in, the, in a playoff. Like,
3: I think it's a had I think the big, in
1: the playoffs you know, actually, in the recent years we've had we've been poor in, in the games, which is unfortunate. Like. Yeah.
3: I think, Wait, I think a big sign of our success is I don't know how long the playoffs have been going it must <laughs> be what six, seven years is it? Mm-hmm. And we've only been involved in it twice and the other rest of them we've qualified for Europe either through winning the cup or through the league so oh. that's a testament to how probably consistent and how well we've done is that we've only been involved in that twice and one of them Glensby is at home one year and then we lost the Clifton ball away um, with a penalty that only player oh. I've ever seen tackle someone from the other way, but he gave a penalty. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, Yeah, so as testament to the one of the players that they've, they've only had to go yeah. through that twice. So, um, yeah, that's what it is, I suppose. Well,
2: what, what would you take, Neil, for being a good season? What would constitute a good, successful season for Portadown? Um Staying up. Uh, I would bet your hand off
0: at the start of the season for 10th. Obviously, you know, last season we got 9th, but it's, it's just about staying up. Um, and, and I would love to go and win the Irish Cup, but I know for at the minute the chances of Iron, you know, no one's given us a, a chance in hell. A that and um, we did well in the League Cup. You know, we were, were very unlucky against Cliftonville, to be fair. Um, but you know, it's cup football. Yeah, they're winning, you don't. And yeah. uh, but no, if, if we were to go on a good cup run, um, <laughs> I think that would be that would be good and um and, and stay up. That's I'd, I'd bite your hand off for that, like, but. It's it's obviously gonna be it's gonna be very it's gonna be very difficult for Portland to win the cup, but here it's you just you never know what can happen you know, like, it, like it could like, happen. I hope I hope so. You just you just never know. So fingers crossed. I, you know, listen, staying up has to be the priority for us because I and I mean again I said this before, no disrespect to the teams in the championship. Another season <laughs> the championship would just be, uh
2: oh see see daily. those three years. Oh dear me. <laughs> What what would you take? Would you take winning the Irish Cup and being relegated? Or <laughs> not winning the Irish Cup? Well,
0: then again, the if spot. you if, if if you won the Irish Cup you get into Europe and you would get all the money. Yeah. So if you did get relegated, you could spend loads of money, come straight back up. I'd take winning the Irish Cup.
3: Just take just take the Irish Cup on a journey to Dumbella and Derby and all the likes. why you not? Know.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Here, Damien. I
2: see. There, you a Leeds fan, are you? I am indeed. Ah, uh, okay. And I noticed, I noticed the scarf there, like. So, I didn't want to bring it up. See, when you were talking <laughs> about injuries, etc. Uh, like, <laughs>
3: I'm
2: not. I'm not going to labour. I'm not going to labour the point. But if you look at Leeds, we have. We have hardly a, 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 we, we can hardly put a team out at the minute. So, I understand what it's like. Are you Leeds nil no? Am I a heck?
0: I'm a gooner. I was gonna say mm-hmm. Leeds, should have, Leeds should have done a Liverpool, and you just you know decided and had loads of COVID cases and just get the games yeah. called off. You know, false, we did it. False positives. False positives. Come oh. on.
2: Oh. <laughs> we what got he say Is
1: technology modern technology? Like you know.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> <players>. <laughs> did well at the weekend, didn't we?
1: Well, that's
0: what I'm saying, you know. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, you know. It's cup football, so anything might happen. You know, mm-hmm. cup, cup shocks happen occasionally. So that being said, Corin might upset. Hey, and beat Cardiff the cup. You never know.
2: There's another big shock tonight as well. Man United beat Villa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay, lads, mm-hmm. I'll put you some. I'll, I'll put you some on the spot here before we uh, we close things up. Give us a score prediction for Saturday here. Porter at Shamrock Park I think both teams desperately need a win at the minute here and um, yeah. Portland hopefully have a few new signings uh, in the oh. team as well Give- you can go first Johnny Uh
3: Portland they win there'll be three up now. Um, I'll go <laughs> I'll go I'll go 2-1 Corrine, Um and I'll fancy James McLaughlin they come off bench sport.
0: okay Stevie <laughs>
1: Uh, I think it might be 3-1, Korean. I think. Uh, Curtis and, and James will be amongst the goals. But I think it'll be probably tight for the first maybe 50, 60 minutes.
0: I think you're never coming on the show again. And what about you, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Well,
1: I
2: Well, I can't possibly go against the Korean win either. So I will go for a straightforward Korean 2-0 win. Uh, Glagan and Shevlin to score. Okay, and Neil. What What do you say? And obviously, you're not going to go for a quarter. I've well <laughs> <down>. <laughs> yeah,
3: no. Greg Hall. Greg Hall. All five. Leave. Tell me. <laughs> leave bonus with the winner. oh sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I'm
0: going to go against the grain here. I'm I'm going to say Portadown will pull a victory out of the bag here. New signings and stuff give us a bit of bit of balls, bit, bit of confidence. So. Fingers crossed. Listen, fellas, I just want to say thanks very much for taking the time to come on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure having the three on and I wish you all the best, not this Saturday, but in your podcast <laughs> going forward and stuff. So um, it's been absolutely brilliant, Stevie. Cheers and, and happy birthday.
1: Thank you, Neil. It's always a pleasure to get a chat with
0: you. at <laughs> <About it> all. <laughs> um, uh, Johnny, thanks very much. And Damien, uh, cheers and you know all the best for Leeds this
3: season. Uh, <laughs> <but> here, <laughs>
2: I feel your I, I pain because if we stayed up this year, that's that's to me. I like you. You're in the same boat with Down as I am with Leeds. So I feel your pain, and together, if we stay
3: up, we'll be happy. So indeed, uh, thank, thanks for having us on, Neil. Uh, all that's, the journalists, uh, like Alex Mills, knows, calls us three the, the Korean mafia. Um, we're 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 not in any we're not in any organisation. I promise. I swear. <laughs> well,
0: well. Yeah. Well, do you know what? This it's practically been a Korean show I've been outnumbered on my own podcast. There, like, so. I know. <laughs> I, I'm,
1: I'm sorry, did Dave take care tonight, or what happened? To him? Did he take care, Dave? He
0: he ran away. He's he's <laughs> he's, he's not allowed in Korean apparently. So. Uh, Oh, listen, folks, but before we go, don't forget to like and subscribe. To we are Port's TV YouTube channel and you'll be able to find this uh, on Korean's platforms as well, fellas. Yes, Spotify. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll,
3: I'll upload, the, obviously, the, the audio to, uh, to our um, podcast. So you find it on Spotify and all the all the usual platforms. Johnny, Johnny's our production guy. <laughs> yeah fortunately fortunately we have no video for ours right now I'd be too ugly for that every week I've <laughs> uh, all, all got wake makeup and all done so haircut everything.
0: great stuff well fellas listen thanks very much and uh, I'm going to end this with fingers crossed for, for three points reported on on Saturday cheers
2: <laughs> <laughs> thanks Neil see you Saturday